Today is August 7th, series split with the Brew Crew. Johan Oviedo on a little streak. Some good things to talk about this week. Some good things. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, how's it going? We got some, we actually have some good things to talk about today a little bit. Yeah? We're going to yeah. try to focus in on those things a little bit. It's a, this little should bit. be a good episode. Like, you know, good in good. that way. Yeah. This should be yeah. a quality episode. I see what you did there, and I liked it. <laughs> little uh, Johan Oviedo to talk about a little uh, how how's it going lately kind of thing. Um, maybe some updates on some stuff. A series split on the road. I think a four-game series on the road to split that. I'm always going to be happy with that. Um, or at least I'll say I'm always going to be satisfied Yeah, with that. You know what I mean? Um but just a couple other things that that we saw that we liked. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, that's Still not... Still some things that need yeah, ironed out. Yeah, it's not exclusive, right? It's not exclusive. Right. We're not definitely yeah. saying that there's nothing bad to talk about. But just in general, we feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things that we could talk about. And we've... Maybe me specifically. A little bit negative uh, recently... And, you know, just kind of focusing in on some of those things um, in particular. And so I think it's a good idea to, to kind of step back and say, okay, well, maybe there's some places we can give some credit where it's due. Yeah. You know, been really hard on a few players and, um, you know, one of them is gone. So <laughs> he's losing <laughs> games for other teams now. Um. <laughs> I, I wonder who said, got. I wonder who got yelled at for giving up that Freeman bomb. Yeah, uh, I mean, or the other, or the Ahmed Rosario bomb, or the yeah, that's fine. Uh, not going to say any names because we don't need. I, I said before we can just leave his name out of this podcast. <laughs> but if you've listened to us, you know who we're talking about, or if you've been watching. Um. Yeah, but I just I wanted to focus on maybe a few good things. Yeah, I like this it. week. So here for that. Yeah, man, crazy weekend. Just in general, we're getting ready for a little bit of a vacation. Um, you know me enough to know I'm not real great with like vacation. I just <laughs> I like my house. I like my routine a little bit, and I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. But I think yeah. that, I think it'll be fun. We're going to Gatlinburg, and it's like it's the whole like. Um, Katie's side of the family. So yeah. meeting everybody somewhere and getting to spend some time together. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Leaving early, <laughs> coincidentally, yeah. because I have to be back. But uh, but in general, a week off of work, that sort of thing is uh, it's good. But I'll be back yeah. Thursday. I'll be back for for uh, like late Thursday night or or at some point Thursday night. So 
um, you know, we'll see where we're, we're headed there, but, um, I don't know. That's all I got. Let's get into baseball. If you're good for that, we're getting, let's get into baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good, man. Uh, Brewer series split. We already talked a little bit on Friday's show about Mitch Keller in the 14 to one game that happened on Thursday. So if you guys want to catch any of that and hear any of that, like I said, maybe a little bit of negativity there coming on Friday, but go check out Friday's show uh, when you're done with this one. Go check that out if you didn't listen to it. All the listens are are well appreciated from you guys. Yeah. So yeah, we lost 14 to 1. But then we move into the next game and we get to see Quinn Priester again. And Quinn Priester's been a little bit of a mixed bag. I mm-hmm. see good things. I see a lot of walks. I see location issues. He's still young. Um, he's gonna pitch. Jake, yeah. he's gonna pitch. There's not a whole lot of As options. He so there, he's going to have to work through this. I I don't see Ortiz or Contreras coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the deal is <laughs> with Contreras. That's man, I I, I don't know. There was I, so much. There was so much good and so much hope there, and it's just all of a sudden gone. But the thing is, is once he's because he's been there, right, and he's gone through it, mm-hmm. and they did the whole bullpen thing that didn't work out. So. He's going to work this thing out, and he's not mm-hmm. coming back until they feel like they've gotten something. He's not going to be a, well, now what do we do? Well, we've got Contreras. Bring him up. I think they're going to take – he he can be really good. Yeah. And because of that, I think they're willing to take their time with him, and I think they should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not like we're playing for a division title. Well, so it doesn't really matter. No, but if you were, I don't know that that still would be the you'd still be like we can't afford to well, bring him right, up. Right, but I'm just saying like right. take your time and like get him right. Yeah, and that's right. And I think it's more um from my standpoint too. I think it's more because he still could be an important piece of this yeah. rotation. Uh and and you know, now maybe you're just hoping he's a four guy. You know what I mean instead of a two. And Right. Yeah. With Skeens coming in and hoping as we go that maybe that'll be a guy that steps in and now, you know what I'm saying? But we've got our right. question marks about the guys that we thought we were really excited about. and Which is the way it goes, too. Yeah. I mean, no, this you're is right. baseball. you got to show up and you got to perform. We, it doesn't always work. Yeah, and we talk about this all the time. Like We can be really excited about a player because we see good things from that player, but ultimately execution has to happen. Yeah. And it's and you can it's it's hard to execute at the major league level. And you right. can still talk about whether you think the talent is there and all of that stuff, but execution is still the number one thing. The talent mm-hmm. is there. We're done yeah. talking about that. We know right. it's there. You can't say, well, he's like I mean Mitch Keller in particular. You can't say like, well, he's just not a good pitcher. No, he he has the stuff to be a good pitcher. Right. He has the stuff to be a really good pitcher, mm-hmm. but he has to execute. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, and that's what he struggled to do consistently at this level. He had his best run so far, mm-hmm. but now he needs to get back to that. Yeah, and it's 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 not even all execution. It's identifying the issues when there are issues. You can't, you can't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm throwing my best stuff and it's getting hit. I, right. That's it. That's all I got. Like, and, 
and you I'm, have to identify what's going on and address it. And and that's not all falling on him either. That's falling on the coaching staff. That's falling on the the development team. That's falling on all those guys. That's what they're for. What's going on? Like, why haven't why hasn't this been addressed? And if it has, why hasn't he made the adjustment? So I mean, all that, I just we're waiting for it, man. We're we're just waiting to see the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The correction. The the improvements like where are they at yeah um and execution those are all great points i'm not i'm not gonna the, the next thing i say is not to say <laughs> that that anything you said is wrong you're 100 percent right um but i'm even saying just big picture execution which all that is right. included in but uh, right. but i appreciate you breaking that down because that is uh that's exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. um yeah so Either way, you get the eight to four win. Uh, hang on one second. Had to cough there. Had to cough. <laughs> eight to four win. Brian Reynolds three hits. Mm-hmm. Rivas three hits. Double away from the cycle. They were both. Well, he was a double, and Reynolds was Reynolds a was triple, a triple, right? Which, if you ask my wife, by the way, you're never almost hit a cycle until you have a triple. Until you have Jesus, a triple. Don't even don't even tell me you're at anywhere near it until you get the triple. Once you get the triple, you can be a double away. <laughs> but didn't Reynolds wasn't his last hit in his last at bat though? No. I don't think so. So when he got up, he was a triple away. He had yes. a chance. Okay. Yes. They both had a chance with an at bat left. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. I was like, well, I didn't remember that. But either way, um, great to see Reynolds. And that's been a consistent thing. We've been kind of looking at that. And, uh, you know, spoiler all the way to the end of the series, uh, last seven games for Reynolds, 423, 464, 808. Um, he's got three home runs in his last seven games and he's starting to show up a little bit. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, okay, 14 homers. All right. We've got two months essentially left. Not quite, but essentially we've got two months left. 14 homers, like, he can legitimately, if he gets up to over 20 home runs, you're still liking what you're seeing, despite a kind of a weird year from Reynolds again. Yeah. It's not like one of those really bad seasons, but we were expecting a big season, and and you're kind of somewhere in the middle of that, and I think you're still, in the at the end of the year, you may look back and say, hey, there's still another good year from Reynolds. Yeah. It's still yeah. another good year. Yeah, as long as you don't break it down and look at like the big highs and lows. Well, but even if you do, I mean, I think big picture. Right. Which is kind of an interesting thing as you move into talking about maybe somebody like Jack Sawinski, who we know is the the polarizing player on this team, where we say, well, yeah, he's his numbers are there, big picture numbers are there, but it's definitely a roller coaster with a guy like Jack Sawinski. I think mm-hmm. part of that is the fact that we're hitting him lead off and it's kind of unfair to him, but he is a very Josh Bell type feast or famine type player. And I don't know if those types of players, like, do you want a guy to just be a decent player all season or do you want those hot streaks and you'll deal with the cold streaks because of that? Because hot streaks make a huge impact on momentum and getting the team moving and if you can do that and you go cold, if somebody else can be hot, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. But if you've got a team full of guys that are hot and cold, I think that's a problem. Yeah, 100%. 
And you want Brian Reynolds to be one of those steady guys. Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part he is, but this season will be a hot and cold story. And and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, think, I mean, let's see how he can finish up. Let, Maybe, you know, if he can right. finish up kind of even keel and just not not super hot, not super low. Yeah. Could be a, he could turn out to have a decent season this year. Yeah. And I think a guy like Jack Sawinski, it is big picture. When you look back, you're going to say, you know, overall, not a bad year. Assuming he has another hot streak in him, right? Right. You're going to say, overall, not a bad year from Jack Sawinski. It looks good. But the guy, those of us who watch the games day in and day out know that it's a little bit of a, like, he's, even if he puts up the numbers to say he's one of the top three guys on the team, mm-hmm. I, I still don't feel good about him being a guy I rely on as a top three guy because of the cold streaks, because yeah. they're ice cold. This is a guy who needs to hit fifth or sixth in the lineup and let yep. the hot streaks be great, but he's not a guy that, that I want to rely on in this lineup. And you want to see somebody like Henry Davis kind of develop into one of those guys. Yeah. Andy Rodriguez, these bigger mm-hmm. guys that we're bringing up now. And, uh, and Andy's a guy who's really looked good. Three more, three hits. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't mind jumping into that. Three hits in the game, uh, Sunday, including the home run. Um, and a double, right? No. Two singles. He had the bunt single, the single, and the home run. He he shows signs of what we're looking for. Right. And I think he's yeah. starting to kind of catch on. Henry Davis had one good game in this series, but overall the average keeps dipping for him. But I still think even when he's going bad, when I watch his at-bats, I still think he's not overmatched. He's still He's still in it. Yeah, and I think he's striking the ball well. He's just getting a little unlucky. He's he's hitting the ball right at people. A couple strikeouts today, but I was like, no, nah, but that's a good pitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I when mm-hmm. I see that, I mean, I don't know. The struggle's a struggle, and it's gonna look like a struggle. But for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I'll go back one game. The two to or the the, the game that we should have won two to one, the ten inning game. Um, you had a start there from the new guy. Bailey Falter mm-hmm. goes four innings, gives up a uh, gives up a run, walks a guy, two Ks. He gives up six hits though in four innings. That was a little uneasy, but soft throw and lefty. Regardless of whether we gave up Castro form or not, <laughs> <laughs> you had him come in, and then you had Jackson come in. First time we get to see him, he goes three innings, scoreless, three mm-hmm. strikeouts, and all of a sudden you're through seven, and it's like whoa, okay. That was a nice little piggyback uh, a piece there. Yuri has a good outing, uh, which, by the way, ERA down to 304 for De Los Santos, a guy who's kind of been under the radar because we were excited about him. We saw the struggle, and then we've kind of just been waiting. 304 is not bad. Not at all. Starting to like that. Starting to look. And maybe it's a lot of just like, hey, let's not put him at the end of the end of the game. Let's protect him. Let's make sure we can get him right. David Bednar comes in, and uh, are are we any bit worried about Bednar? I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard not to get worried about him, but at the same time, like we have so many other things to worry about. I'm not going to. The reason I say this is because I had a conversation about Baraki, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it was brought up on the fan forum. And so I was talking to them, to them guys. Yark was on there this week, and um, and I, you know, they had kind of said something about Brucky giving up uh, inherited runners, letting them score. And so I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, you know, forty four percent. That's not great. You know what I mean? Seven of the yeah. sixteen have scored. And as I looked that up, I realized that eight of the eleven that 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 Bednar has inherited have scored. And I was like, that's 73%. That's not. Bednar needs to be a clean inning guy. Yeah. But it's almost like, what does that say? Like, usually nobody gets on base. But when they do, is there maybe a little bit of Bednar that gets a little nervous when there's guys on? Right. Because he gets a guy on. It's just a base hit. It's Santana with a base hit. A fly out. They pinch run for Santana. A fly out. He moves up to second. Bednar throws the wild pitch. Now, I think that on the next base hit, the guy scores whether he's at second or third. Yeah. Either way, they're just singles, but you're still letting guys score. And Bednar's kind of a guy who relies on the strikeout pitch. Doesn't strike anybody out and gives up the run, blows the save, and then ultimately we lose it in the 10th, which you, you start with a guy on second, man. I You got to get that guy in. Yeah. We fail to do so. We lose it. Um, and really, I mean, we were... Perdomo did end up getting two outs, but it doesn't look... I mean, I kind of was like, nah, this game's over. We're going to lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the way it felt. And we did. And we did. And in a low-scoring game where we had an opportunity to beat Corbin Burns, uh, Jason Delay, the double that scored two, was all that mm-hmm. we all that we had. But then again, they didn't have anything either until the end there. You know what I mean? We we did good working out of jams throughout that game, but I mean they had one run going into yeah. the going into the bottom of the ninth. So um and then that was another the game we really let slip away. We I, really should have had that. Yeah, and you get the series, you know, you get three out of four if you come away with that win because on Sunday, they come away with the win, um, hitting the long ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy and and Connor Joe hit solo shots, and then late in the game, Reynolds comes in, like we talked about. Uh, he hits for Triolo, hits the two-run homer right after um, Andy gets a single. Yeah, and he he really hits well at that park too. They they showed a they showed a stat line on it. He was batting like three thirty career. That's a nice like place to runs. hit. It is. A lot is. of guys like hitting there. They, you can see really well there. Um, and so it's it's kind of interesting. It's a hitter's ballpark. And a lot of people are saying, well, because it's a very comfortable park to hit in, you can see really well. Mm-hmm. Where some, you know, some backdrops are a little bit harder than others. And, and Milwaukee's just a, a lot of people say that. It's a very nice place to hit because of that. It's not necessarily sure. a really short field, but everybody rakes there. Um, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, Milwaukee's offense is not that good this year. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, when it, when it's all said and done, but, um, but it is a nice place to hit Arizona. I think a lot of people talk about like that too. And there's some deep parts of that field in Arizona, but you can just see so well, they both have that big, like big giant, nothing in center field, which makes it really easy yeah. to see. Um, but yeah, and Reynolds is a good hitter. So put two and two together and. <laughs> You're ticking me off. <laughs> you had to. I knew I you to. couldn't do I could, it. I couldn't go without it. Johan Oviedo, the story of the game here on Sunday's game. And it's worth a little look at Johan Oviedo. Three straight quality starts. 
to get him to 12, which is tied with Mitch Keller, who had such a commanding lead in that category. <laughs> and here we are, yeah. Johan Oviedo dropping that ERA to below what Keller's is. Yeah. So seven runs, or I mean, sorry, seven innings, <laughs> no runs for Oviedo. Um, gave up a, just one run in seven innings against Detroit uh, on Tuesday. And the start before that against San Diego went six and gave up just one run on only three hits. Hasn't given up a home run since that game against the Angels on July 21st where he gave up five runs in just four innings. Um, but then he's really settled in these last three games, three straight quality starts, getting that ERA from a 477 down to a 418. Decently late in the season, like that's a big drop. Yeah, it is. He's, he's showing up, he's pitching well. And you wonder how long, you know what I mean? That's fair. He's young. You wonder, okay, he's on a hot streak. And I feel like Oviedo does this. Yeah. He goes on these hot streaks where he's feeling really good. I think it's important to keep him, keep sending him out there on schedule. Well, to be honest with you, he's cleaning up that first inning. That's a big, yeah, that's, that's a, a big that's thing. That's huge. 100%. That's a great point. Because I remember when we went to the game, I mean, it was probably been a month or two now. But when we went to that game and he gave up like four runs in the first inning, you're like, here we go. I said, but eh, just hold on. He still might get through five. And he did. He got through like five or six that game. But that that first inning's been his woe. And if he can get rid of that, I mean, he's he's solid. When was that? I don't remember. Was that July 1st? That doesn't sound right. Who were we playing? Who did we go no, see? No, it was, it, was, it was probably July 4th weekend. Milwaukee? That would have been July 1st. July 15th was his next one. That certainly wasn't it. No. Five runs in the second inning against Milwaukee at PNC Park. And Contreras pitched that game? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so he gave up one in the first and five in the second. Uh, And Rowanzi came in, gave up three more. Uh, But he did end up going five innings as he went three straight scoreless after that. Contreras mm-hmm. came in and gave up. Oh, and then he went out there for the sixth. That was the thing that we were saying. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He yeah. gives up another run in the sixth, and then Contreras comes in and gives up three more. Yeah, it was a – and then that that was it because it was a blowout. But then the Pirates did well to come back, scored six runs in the eighth, and made it interesting and, and came back in that game. I do remember that. Okay, but either way, like that was kind of the thing. And I've seen, mm-hmm. I saw uh, Oviedo pitch a different game this year um, in June. I can't remember which game that was. It wasn't that, wasn't that. Might have been, it was Texas, May 24th. I went to that game against the Rangers, and I and it was a lot of the same thing. They Rangers scored three in the first, and I said, that's okay, he'll settle in. And that's exactly what he did, and the Pirates didn't get enough as they only scored two runs. But he he gave up three runs in the first, ends up throwing four and two-thirds more innings and didn't give up any more runs. Stevenson actually got him out of that one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he is. He's cleaning up that first inning. Now, the Angels, it wasn't the first inning, um, which was the last time he kind of had a rough outing. But that has been the thing for him early in the start, and then he does settle in and do pretty well. But we're looking at three straight starts that have been really good. Mm-hmm. And he's getting deeper into games, 101 pitches on Sunday. Um, 
He's definitely a guy I'm looking for. Like, this is a guy that I'm saying, yeah, he's part of this team next year as we take a look at. I mean, we've got a lot of names now. Yeah. We've got a lot of players that you're looking at that have a, a potential to be a part of a five-man rotation. And I, if you're on the same page as me, I'm going to want them to make a move. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and you're looking at a possibility of, I mean, Brubaker's not going to be back till halfway through the year, I would imagine. Um, but if Contreras is is in this, Falter's in it right now. So I'm just... I'm just naming names, right? And I'm going down right. through the thing right. here. Um, Mitch Keller, Luis Ortiz, Oviedo, Quinn Priester, Velasquez is gone. But, I mean, that's six guys right there, and we're not done. We know that we need to add to this rotation, and you've already got six guys that are considered as part of this rotation. Not to mention if you want to consider guys like Jared Jones, who we think will show up at some point next year, maybe this year. Yeah, and 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 so on. Um, Mike Burrows, I'm not sure what pace he's on right now, but I think he's going to be out most of next year as well. Yeah, because he got hurt this year, mm-hmm. so same sort of thing. Oh, and Beto, that was the other one I didn't mention. So you're talking about seven guys that are on this team that have a chance of saying like, "Oh, I'd like to be considered," right? And maybe we're not excited about some of these guys, but I'm just saying they are saying we'd like to be considered. And I still would like to see this team add a couple and make these guys earn it. Oviedo looks to me like, well, he's got a really good shot. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to add two, and of those seven names I just named, who would you like to be in there? Because if you'd like to have Keller, Oviedo, Ortiz, and Contreras in there, well, that's four. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you start to talk about that and you start to say, okay, th- these guys are going to have to realize that they're playing for something here. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, to me, to me, you're looking at three of these guys are almost locks for going into next year. You're looking at Keller, Priester, and, uh, and to me, Oviedo, as long as he can continue, continue to show these, these signs. I mean, he's, he might have another bad outing. I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to, well, you're not going to hold that against, but, well, right now he's the front runner. Right. So, I mean, I see those three guys and then you go from there. That's, I mean, Priester right now isn't showing that he deserves it. He's not showing anything more than Ortiz and Contreras were at this point. He's got to really settle in. And I'm not, he's nowhere near a lock for me. And neither are those other two guys I mentioned. To me, it's Keller and Oviedo. And I, I mean, they would be because we know who's there and who. Yeah, we're looking forward to and whatever, and that's. I mean, maybe we're probably going a little too far down this rabbit hole. Sure, you think so? Yeah. Okay. We're not going to come up with any answers right now, <laughs> but it is something to watch because you know that if you plan on winning in 2024, they're going to have to add a couple. You're going to need depth. They added a couple last year. They're going to have to add a couple this year, even though it was crowded coming into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were prepared for Ortiz and Oviedo to be part of this rotation out of the gate. A lot of yeah. us were. And then when they signed them, we were like, no, no, they're not going to be there, guys. <laughs> they're not going to be there. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Brubaker's down. This, You know what I mean? And, yeah. th- and then you, you open up a window for Oviedo, and he's been there for most of the year. And I, I, see, him, I see him being part of it, and he's showing yeah. up a little bit right now. And this is when we can 
talk about that sort of thing and get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more player just to mention as we talk about players and how guys are doing. Um, Alika Williams. It's It's been a little bit of a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. He's handling the bat. I mean, he's he's a fielder first. And that's right. what I like about it. We've had a lot of defensive problems at shortstop. I've got no problem with this guy showing up. Um, I don't think I thought of this guy being a backup shortstop for this team. Yeah. Moving, I, you know, this guy was yeah, not on certainly not at the beginning of the year <laughs> for <laughs> obvious reasons, but not a guy that, you know, even looking during the acquisition or anything, it was just like, okay, you know, what is this? Right. Shown excuse me, shown up. He's now hitting some, 333. He's made some really nice plays. Yeah, but like I said, defensively, that's not a surprise. We've known. Right. You know, at, at the acquisition, we were like, oh, okay, so a guy that can handle the defense. Well, if he can hit, he's yeah, really going to help this team. But I hadn't seen it. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, I got you. I like to see it. That sounded like there was, was more coming out. Yeah, there, there was, there was, there was going to be, and then it's like I lost train of thought. So it just, I just ended it. I like to see it, and then I'm like sitting here waiting. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. there, nothing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even just uh, in the game where you know Corbin Burns game, one for one, just a simple one for one, but with three walks, and that's been kind of a thing that he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Just seems, seems like he's. What in the world? Okay, this is the second time that we've been doing something, and I've been on the MLB site, and I've gotten some weird pop-up. MLB, get your act together. There's some there's some different advertisements going on on your site that maybe shouldn't be happening. <laughs> I'm not sure how this adds up. Yeah, 846 OPS right now for Alika Williams. Very small sample, but... Right. So far, like to see the way that he's handling things. Mm-hmm. And to get a guy there who can handle the defense and not worrying about that, that was it. Like, oh, you know, when Castro was hitting well, it was like, he's got to play, but boy, you were nervous about him at shortstop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tucapita, it was okay, but the arm's not really there. Pagaro comes up. He's got a history of making a ton of errors. The arm was there. He was actually looking good, and I, and I felt good about that. But then Alika Williams comes up and it's like, okay, you have a shortstop now. It was kind of like yeah. when Santana went to first base. You were like, oh, now you have a first baseman. This feels mm-hmm. good. And we're blown away by it. But really, it's just he's just playing first base like a major leaguer. Right. <laughs> Pagaro's looked really well at second, too. I, the arm I for like the, the double w- plays. Yeah. I was supposed to say, like the way he turns double plays. He hasn't been, he hasn't like been screwing up defensively. No. No. But so. beware, you make an error. And you're gone. That's what happened to Gonzalez. So, no, and I and I got that. And we talked through that. Vinny Capra has been sent down whenever they added Falter. So I think that was always the thing. And they were just saying, "Well, Gonzalez, get down there and start getting some playing time. You're going down anyway." Yeah. So I, you know, I think I kind of understand that that situation and and the way that it happened. I understand why they allowed Capra that to stick around for a few more days rather than Gonzalez. So. I, I, Nick Gonzalez will be back. I, I think that was a good taste for him. Maybe a good idea of here's what, you know, you already know you can't strike out that much, but here's a little bit of what to work on. Mm-hmm. So, so how are the Pirates doing in general? Well, because we've been obviously down, and I've, I don't know if it was on Friday's show or last Monday's when I just said they're not a good team right now. They're just not good. 
and and you you know you pointed out yeah but they're gonna come around like the, we understand that right now Henry Davis is hitting two nineteen he's not a two nineteen hitter right he's got to go through some growth and we get that but in their last twelve games the Pirates are seven and five they won a couple series they split a series and they're not really playing all that bad of baseball um, split two series back to back series right they've split the two game series then the four game series granted they've got a series coming up against the Braves but <laughs> a four game series that you know that's going to be interesting but they are playing better baseball right now and i think within reason i think being a 500 team is like what we said like can you just give me that can you give me a 500 team for the rest of the way through showing me that you can win ball games learning how to win ball games trying not to get used to losing ball games i think that's a big thing for these guys yeah. When you bring up these young guys a lot of times, if you're losing a lot of games, they, they get accustomed to it and they understand how to lose games and they can't get away from that. So, you know, we want to see some winning. Yeah, there's growing yeah. pains. We get that. But we do want to see them winning some games. And, you know, we're seeing that right now. Mm-hmm. You let one slip. You could have had three out of four here. Yeah. You let one slip away. As we move forward, we want to see those types of games. How are you going to win that game? There's two ways. You either lock down the save or late in that game, you just add one more run. Mm-hmm. Give me one more. You got a two-run, two-one lead going deep into that game. Tack on that insurance run. And I think this yeah. is this is it. You know what I mean? Then, you know, I Bednar might not even give up any, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, however it happens, but you want to see them win that game somehow. Right. Or get that runner in in the 10th. Even if he get it that far, then they're only tying. And they, they would have they would have still won that game. Um, the way that that 10th inning, the bottom of the 10th inning went. They they could have scored more if they needed to, uh, I feel like. But I don't know, man. I, I, I just think that there's better baseball being played. Yeah. And whether it's the, whether it's the personnel they have on the field, whether it's maybe, uh, you know, taking advantage of a couple hot streaks, Palacios, you know, a couple big games, big moments, um, you know, just things like that. They're going to get those sort of things from Henry Davis at some point. Jack Sawinski, like we talked about, he's going to have a big game that's going to win him yeah. a game at one point. Andy Rodriguez is going to have – maybe that was today. Maybe he was part of just having a big game today. I know it was just a solo shot and a couple singles, but – you know what I'm saying? Like you get somebody that's going to lead that offense a little bit today, tomorrow. Reynolds, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, you know what? Speaking of Andy, uh, what I really enjoy seeing is how fired up he gets for his pitchers. Yeah, like I just, just even this, like you know, pointing at him, like good pitch, like you know, he's big very animated. He's yeah, he gets in there, he's yeah, like he gets excited, like that. That's some energy that this team needs. That's good energy. He's really impressed me as far as a leader mm-hmm. and and that sort of a thing. Those sort of things for a catcher. I mean, we talk about that, you know, that was part of the value of Austin Hedges. And he has that. Yeah. Guys are going to like throwing to him for, for those types of reasons. He has a, a mound visit today when it looked like a little bit of a jam and he comes back in and it was lights out after that. And it was, you know what I'm saying? And it was a little bit of that, 
that leadership quality that you like to see from from a catcher specifically. Yeah. And it's it's got us thinking a little bit because Henry Davis hasn't gotten a whole lot of opportunities back there. But it's got you thinking in your head like, boy, I want Andy to be the guy now. Yeah. And that's easy to say, but we haven't seen Henry Davis catch all that much. We don't know if he has those, you know, those qualities <laughs> or not. Right. Henry Davis needs to hit yep. first. And then I think we can figure other things out as we go. He's not catching right now. And I I don't know when we're going to see that, as yeah. we were told. And so, I mean, there's time. There's time. There, I'm sure they're working him into it. But I, as I'm sure everybody else is the same, but I wonder if they just don't want him catching. Yeah. And when he comes around to that idea, whether it's right field or whether it's just, I'm still a catcher, but I'll mostly DH or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, I would hope not next year because I still think that McCutcheon is an option next year and I'd still like to see him as our DH. Not because I think he's, you know, there, but like I'm just not ready to put Henry... We don't have enough players right now <laughs> to be throwing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. To say, like, well, let's get this thing going with these young. I haven't seen enough yet to be very confident in the team that's right there right now to be a competitor. There's holes that need filled. Yeah. In the offseason, in order for the, and, and really one or two guys will make a huge difference because it makes you deeper. Yeah, and I just think counting on these guys is is it would be a foolish move, and so I think you know McCutcheon coming back and he's a DH at this point in his career. Yep. I think that's clear. Mm -hmm. But seven and, and five. It's and, interesting. It's interesting to see what we do in the off season as far as who puts on what gloves, and, sure. and just see if anybody moves around the diamond. I mean, it's if, if it's not going to be many people. I'm not saying we're going to have a whole. Everybody's going to move positions, but like Henry Davis, are, are you, are you going to become our right fielder? What are we doing with Sawinski? Is he going to be our center fielder? Are we going to go get a center fielder? What happens with that? It's just going to be yeah. interesting. Henry Davis, do you pick up a first baseman? I think that's a waste of an arm. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'd rather I, see Sawinski do that at this point. Yeah. He's a capable fielder. He's been, he's fine, right? We've talked about right. this. He's fine everywhere right. he goes. He's just not, you know, not great. And his mm -hmm. arm is average. Right. A little above little above average, actually. If you look, if you go, if you go by like stat cast, he's just slightly above average. Uh but it but it should be interesting to see what the organization how the what direction the organization's gonna want to take with these some of these younger guys. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure that the free agency is going to play a factor in that. Mm -hmm. Uh I would like to see if you're gonna go for a center fielder, I I'd like to see maybe a a guy that you believe in to go like a two or three year contract, not mm -hmm. a one year because you do a one year, you're just kind of shaking things up for what reason? You know what I mean? Right. So with that said, they do have Atlanta coming to town. Atlanta, mm -hmm. the best team in the major leagues as far as winning percentage goes. Them and the Orioles, the Orioles, the two teams with 70 wins, the Orioles again. Mm -hmm. The team that I've been pointing to for this whole rebuild process, year four for the Orioles, a reminder here, 110 losses. Yeah. 
And look at them now. Top team in the American League just two years after that, which would be the Pittsburgh Pirates 2025 season. Now, I'm not saying everything's going to go just as perfectly, but the Orioles don't have a pitching staff, and they're doing this. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. The Braves do, and they're going to send Strider, Trinos, Freed, and Elder uh, up against Beto, Keller, Priester, and Falter. Um, Beto Strider, that's a tough game to win. <laughs> yeah. Over over under uh, 15 strikeouts that game. For Strider or total? For total. Between Beto? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go Strider. For How just Pirates like, we, hitters. We strike out, yeah. Under 15. Under 15? Under 15. I don't think he strikes out 15. Actually, actually we'll go, we got to go 14 and a half. Sure, so over but under still, 14 I'm gonna and go, a half. I'm going to go under. I think he'll be good for 11 Ks. <laughs> I'm going over. Yeah, he's that, that he's there right now. Dude, he's got he's he's like 50 strikeouts ahead of the next guy. I understand that, but it's just unreal. That's a huge game. 15 strikeouts. How many innings? I mean, I mean we you, struck you, out Are we you struck saying out he's 14, going on 9? We struck out 14 times tonight. Mm, Sunday but not against the starter. The starter only had nine in no. five innings. Give me 11. Seven innings, 11 strikeouts. He's mowing us down. Yeah. At that point, that's a great game. Yeah, he's nuts, dude. He is nuts. <laughs> and the Braves are nuts, and they're, you know, they're, they're good. They're a good team right now. I mean, obviously, best team in the National League, best team in the major leagues, only 39 losses. Yeah, I don't... But they, they, hey, they've lost their last two, though. Let's go. Yep. Kick them while they're down. Kick them while they're down. Could you split a four-game series at home against the best team in the National League? That'd be a nice little statement. Yeah. And then Cincinnati comes to town. They've lost their last six. They come to town on the weekend, so that's interesting, too. When you're talking about how they're going to do. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Keller, Trinos, you, you, we're still looking for that bounce back, Keller. Mm-hmm. And then game three, Priester freed. That looks tough, too. Uh, Elder, I don't know much about Elder. What do we got there? I'm, I don't know much about him. Okay. I don't know much about Falter either, to be to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll flip a coin for that one. Flip a coin for that one. Uh, but this could be a four-game sweep, guys. And I think if it is, if you play well, I don't think that that's a terrible thing. I think... You know, this is a really special team who yeah. just came off two losses. They're not going to be happy. Right. So you, you never know. Wild. Wild. I don't remember who we picked for the for the uh, National League, but I think we were both pretty high on Atlanta coming into this year. Yeah. So I, I uh, I'm looking at the time here. We got about 15 minutes left of our cap time, and we usually try to stop it before we get to 60, right? <laughs> um, but I want to, and I haven't, I haven't told you this. This is, did you talk to our mom today? I did. So you know a little bit. A little bit. Okay, you probably know then. But I want to talk about this. I, I haven't talked about it a whole lot. We've had a couple conversations, and then we've had little things mm-hmm. here and there. But if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that, and that's how I say it every time, right? 
Mm-hmm. You know that I've had some post-COVID issues with eating and stuff like that. And, well, today is 885 days that I've been dealing with that. It's been a roller coaster of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, so I finished this thing that I did, and I didn't. we didn't talk about that at all. I just said some things right. here and there. But um, I went through this thing, uh, brain balancing, just to paraphrase, Saraset is the company. Look it up. It's pretty interesting. I don't know if there's anybody out there who's dealing with anything post-COVID. It doesn't have to be parosmia, which is the thing that I'm dealing with, but it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be no smell. It could be fatigue, depression, any of that stuff. But either way, went through this process over the last, it was one week and then three weeks later. Um, I ate a cheeseburger today. So awesome, dude. I could taste the bun. I could taste the cheese. I could taste the meat for the first time in two and, over two and a half years. Um, I could taste the bacon. There was bacon on this thing. Chicken still smells awful. <laughs> kids had nuggets. It was <laughs> terrible. I broke up a nugget for, for, for one of the kids, and I was like, yeah, that's still real bad. <laughs> um, I also could taste the salt from the tears. That were running down my face. <laughs> it seems weird to be emotional about a cheeseburger, but I'm telling you. Not if you've watched VeggieTales. That was sorry. wild. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, That's a I'm, reach. I'm you super... bring up these insights, but they, that was a reach. That one was crazy. But, uh, but seriously, guys, um, this is a huge thing. Yeah. Another one of those good things we're talking about today's episode. And I don't mind being a little excited about it. No, I no. 885 days, you said? That's it. From the first time I smelled peanut butter at mom's house and said, that's not good. You can't make anything with that. <laughs> and Katie was like, that smells delicious. <laughs> and I was like, nope, not healthy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and if you remember the Outback, mm-hmm. we were there at Outback and I was like, this isn't right. I, I got to send it back. I've, I never send stuff back. Got to do it. Finally, finally got it. And it was partly just the cook, just the way it was cooked. But then I remember mm-hmm. when I finally started eating, I was like, I'm not eating this. It's awful. And I just passed it off as like, I was frustrated. But I realized later, I was like, oh, wait, that was that happening. Yeah. It didn't taste good because, not because the steak wasn't good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, if you've if you've been following, and I've had some conversations with a few people about it off, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but just huge. Yeah. Huge moment, man. I I can't believe she told you. I wanted you to be so surprised. I mean, what did you expect? Oh, I know. I bet it, but I you were working. So I didn't awesome. even know if you talked. Yeah, I I I talked to her on my way home from work. Um. So Friday. I had grilled cheese for the first time. Nice. And so I was like, oh. And they actually had, so to be specific, this was Burger King. (laughs) But, (laughs) and it was bacon double cheeseburger, which has been one of my favorite cheeseburgers since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like that was, Mm -hmm. we were Burger King fans as kids. Yep. Um, But anyway, had the grilled cheese on Friday night and I was like, and I I remember smelling the, the Burger King and I was like, there's like a little hint of 
what I feel like I should smell. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough for me to take a bite of it because I had had a bite of one of the kids' grilled cheese and was like, well, I'm going to, I think I could eat a whole one. And so I didn't want to ruin that if it was, you know what I mean? Right. So I ate a couple grilled cheese. I made, I ate one and I was like, I want another one. And I ate another one. And then, so for lunch the next day on Saturday, I was like, I want to do it again to make sure that it's still, you know what I mean? And yeah. to be honest with you today, I was making another grilled cheese. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're like, really? Three days in a row? Having this, you eat the same thing over and 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 over again. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many boxes of Pop-Tarts I've eaten. <laughs> I can't tell you how many cinnamon donuts I've eaten. And it's like, literally most of what I've eaten in the last... 800, almost 900 days have been the same thing every day. Yeah. Uh, Donato's in town, they're doing real well just because of 10 bucks a day almost comes from us. And it's, and it's, listen to this guys, I'm not kidding you. It is a cheese pizza with no sauce and none of their Parm oregano or Parm Romano shake. I can't have that. So it's literally like cheese bread dry yeah. as can be. And I probably order that from Donato's four times a week, maybe five. So it's crazy. Like we pull in and they're like, I got your order. That's like, you know what I mean? I pulled up one yeah. time last week and I always pick it up on my way to the softball field on Thursdays. Oh, you're getting it today. Yeah. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, gonna try another one this week i would i would imagine just to see if it's still there or if today was just a but like i just took a bite and then i was like oh so i took another bite and then i took a video to send it to to you know mom Mm -hmm. just to say like this is happening and then katie goes to do something in the car and i she's like finish that if you can so i was like really i mean there's her sandwich but she was like no are you kidding me right she came in there and i'm eating it and I'm starting to get shaky because it's just good. You know what I mean? I can't believe it. <laughs> she walks in and looks at me. And that's when I was like, mm, I took off. I, <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> took the cheeseburger. And ran. <laughs> I was like, this is too emotional. Uh, uh, recently, little chocolate chip cookies have been something that I've been able to eat too. Nice. Um, so like, dude, it, it's rolling in. Like there's just new things. It's awesome, dude. I need to get Mountain Dew on that list. For some reason, that's like a weird one, but I just want every once in a while, you just want that cold Mountain Dew. Yep. But just nuts, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I'm excited for you. Hopefully, I mean, it's kind of, it's also like, it's really good heading into vacation, too. You're like, yeah. I'm not going to be, I remember the last time we all went on vacation, we went to, we went to Disney. And I was like, gosh, I thought I'd never be here. And I just remember going through the first day and getting back and somebody saying, I'm so hungry, right? And we, at Disney, they ate twice. Meals. But you walk a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. And and this is no, like, this isn't, a, I'm not like, uh, I'm, this is, I'm not like putting, you know, this is fine. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Just the realization of somebody saying like, man, I'm really hungry. When, you know, can we do something? Can we order something? You know, and I'm over there like, yeah, we can order a pizza and I'll put on a nose clip so I can't taste it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I said, you know, they said, man, I'm hungry. You know, and they kind of looked at me and I said, I've eaten two Pop-Tarts today. You walked all around Disney, right? He was like, wait, that, that's it? Yeah. 
Yeah, just a pack of Pop-Tarts. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, you know what I mean? I just remember that and kind of being like somebody else's realization of like, oh, ev- this is every day. Yeah, it's every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's crazy. I remember when I ate those two grilled cheeses on Friday, I was full. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't eat anything else. <laughs> just two grilled cheeses. <laughs> so pretty funny. But good day. I had two good more day. today after that after that burger today. I ate two more grilled cheeses. <laughs> so just kind of one of those things, man. It was just weird. Yeah. Just take a bite of something and then, you know what I mean? Just kind of looking around like I can taste it. So cool. So if anybody yeah. here listening has anything you want to know about it, I'll let you know about it, man. I'll let you know about it. It's Sarah set. I'll put it up here on the that's how you spell it. C E R E S E T. Um Northeast Columbus is where I went. Northwest Columbus. You can find it on the site, all that stuff. But I'm telling you, man, I it's it's not fixing it, right? Right. That's it's not fixing this, but it gets you in a place where you can naturally heal the way that I should have a long time ago. Yeah. And it's just a brain thing. You got to read it, man. It's wild stuff that they're doing. And it's not, all they're doing is getting your brain in a good place. Yeah. And so it's the same thing for depression, anxiety. You, you don't sleep well. Like, I can't tell you how well I sleep after going through it. Like, it's great. It's so cool. I so, mean, I just like, it's fascinating to me. It's yeah, cool. It's really cool. And it's, like I said, it's not just for this. It's not just for even post-COVID stuff. It's just, it's good stuff. I mean, it's crazy stuff. I, I I could be running on. I I have a feeling that probably only half of our listeners listen to this whole podcast anyway. Other people <laughs> have already tuned this thing out. But if you're one of the real ones, and you know what I mean, and you've been with yeah. us, I know that one of the you know one of the comments that we get is that people feel like they're just hanging out with us, and so I feel like it's worth it to say this. You know what I mean? Feel like yeah. it's worth it to go down this path a little bit. I try not to talk about it too much. It's literally what I've been living with with for every single day. So I know I've brought it up. Yeah. I feel like I never bring it up, but I'm sure it's come up probably yeah. more than I think. But I don't know. It's a crazy it. day for me. Love man. it, man. Crazy day. This is a, a day to celebrate, I guess. Yeah. So thanks for letting me talk about it. For sure, man. <laughs> excited for you, dude. I'm 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 excited for you know, some of the stuff that we have coming up where we're going to be together, like in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, like. Dude, if I could know, have a steak. Team, team dinner. Team if, dinner is going to be, you know, a, a lot better with you being able to eat. If I could have a steak. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!